Good morning, everybody. Welcome once again to our Sunday morning time together here at the Digital Cathedral. And we have got a lot of ground to cover today, so I want to get right into it. I want to read four verses of Scripture that talk about Jesus. And I as I read these four verses of Scripture, I want you to see what you get out of these four. And I'll tell you what I get out of the four. And then we're going to bring them into and tie them up to you. Fair enough? All right, we know what Jesus said in John 10.10. First verse I want to read this morning, John 10.10. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. All right, now let's read what he said in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. See if you can pick up something about the life of Jesus. It says, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. All right, now here. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. All right, you got that? All right, let's back over to the left to Acts chapter 10, and let's read uh, verse 38. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. I want you to see what these verses say to you. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Here we go. Uh, now, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Then the fourth verse I want to read is from Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, where Jesus said, For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. Uh, that's not what Luke 19 says. Luke 19 says, this, these are words of Jesus. I started quoting 1 John again, didn't I? All right, let me just get over here. I get all these verses in my mind, and then I... Uh, I forget the distinguishing. All right, here's what Jesus said. For the Son of Man has come. How many times have I read this in my life? For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So we just looked at four verses of Scripture about verse, about Jesus. And I think those verses make it very plain, very evident, and spell out very plainly that Jesus came here on a very specific mission. That's what I wanted you to see. That's what I saw in those verses. When I read John 10, 10, he said he came that we might have life, have it more abundantly. Another verse said <clears throat> he came that he might destroy the works of the devil. Um, Jesus said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. So the only question we have to ask ourselves is, was he successful in what he came to do? Did Jesus fulfill the mission, the divine assignment that he came on? Well, evidently he thought he did because in John chapter 4, and I'm sorry I'm reading so much scripture to start with, but I'm just laying, laying a little bit of foundation down, and then we're going to get into this. John chapter 4, verse 34. Evidently, Jesus thought he accomplished everything because in John 4, 34, he said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work. So just as Jesus came here on a divine assignment, here I want to bring it into your life, you came to the planet in flesh form. You are an eternal spirit. And you came to this planet in flesh form on a God-directed assignment, a purpose. And um, Jesus said in John chapter 20 and verse 21, he said, as the Father has sent me into this world, he said, I am sending you exactly the same way. The Father has coded, listen to me, the Father has coded a divine blueprint into your DNA. He has sent you here with a very specific purpose. And just as he sent Jesus, Jesus said that he is sending us. How did the Father send Jesus? He sent him here to fulfill his assignment. He sent him here 
full of power, full of ability, everything he needed to do to be able to fulfill that assignment. And he has equipped you to fulfill your assignment. He has given you the ability, the mentality, the personality. He has uh, made you an original. You're as original as a snowflake. There is no stereotype blueprint. All of us have a little bit different uh, blueprint DNA in us from the Father. And that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about this morning. And we're going to talk about this over the next several months. We're going to hit some things that's probably going to cause you between now and July, and then after July, we're going to take it down a level. We're going to cover some things that may cause you to step back and go, whoa, I've never heard that before. I've never thought about that in that light before. So as we move forward in this, what I want to do is I want to break it down in some bite-sized pieces, very systematic, methodical way, so that you don't choke on everything we're going to talk about. Fair enough? So... I want you just to take what I'm teaching this morning and going to be teaching for the foreseeable future and let it marinate. Let it cook. Put it in a crock pot. You know, I teach you to crock pot things. Don't try to microwave it. Just let it crock pot uh, until you're ready to, to eat the whole meal. So are you ready? All right, listen very closely. I am is what I am. I am is what I am. Now we're talking about your blueprint, your, your assignment, your purpose in coming to this earth. I am what I am. That's your, your I am is your true being. It's your real nature. It's the real self that can be ascribed to nobody else on the planet. You have a very specific I am. And we're gonna look at some of that I amness this morning. When you say I am, then what follows your declaration of I am makes you a unique person. Do you remember last week we looked at seven I am's from, from the Father, where God, God was Jehovah Jireh, he's Jehovah Shalom, he's uh, Jehovah Sid Canoe. We went through seven uh, Jehovah whatevers, Jehovah fill in the blank. And that word Jehovah actually means, and this surprised me, I did a little research on the word Jehovah. Jehovah actually means I am or I am the one who is. So when we looked at last week, we looked at those seven I am's of Jehovah. Really, he was saying, I am the healing. I am your provision. I am your shepherd. I am the banner over you that is victory. So there's a very unique I amness that the Father had that obviously nobody else in the universe could express. Then we looked at seven I am's of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He, I am the light of the world. He, we went through seven I am's of Jesus and what he was able to uh, articulate about who he was and what his divine assignment was. And it, it described him to a T. It described what he came to do. What distinguishes sons on the planet is their I amness, that divine enablement to fulfill the blueprint. Your I amness is what equips you to fulfill the plan that the Father sent you to this planet to fulfill. Now, last week we looked at the Father and the Son who gave us very specific self-disclosures on the very nature from which they uh, manifested themselves from which they exhibited their true nature and out of which they lived. Now, when, when God said, I am Jehovah Jireh, I'm, I'm, I'm the healer, I'm the, the shepherd, I'm the provider, all of those I am's and the I am's of Jesus 
It didn't matter if anybody believed him or not. It didn't change the truth of who they were. Whether anybody believed that he was, I am the healer, I am the provider, it didn't matter. He still was. Whether anybody believed that Jesus was the light or the door or the shepherd, didn't matter. He still was. They declared, I am, and then they manifested for all of us to see that declaration of what they declared, I am. What they did came out of what they declared who they be. The way that they acted, the way that they manifested, came out of the declaration of I am. All right, let's look at another passage of scripture from Luke chapter six, verse 38 and verse 39. I wanna start bringing this into your, your life, into your realm. John chapter six, and look at verse 38 and verse 39. John chapter 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. Now that was the declaration of what Jesus' I am was. That's why he came. And so woven into your being, the Father has woven into you your I am. Some believe their I am and have declared it, but I find that most people have not declared their I am. They have declared, I am not. <laughs> they have declared, I am not. Let, let, me, let me just show you for, from a couple of, couple of passages of scripture what this looks like, because most of us don't have an idea what our I amness is. And most of the time we're declaring what we're not more than what we are. In Jeremiah chapter one, in Jeremiah chapter one, we find God coming to Jeremiah and he, and he says this, Jeremiah chapter one, verse four. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, now this is his I amness. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you to be a prophet. All right? that, that's Jeremiah's I amness. That's what, he, that's what he put into Jeremiah's DNA, his personality, his temperament, his skills, abilities, everything. He, he equipped him fully to fulfill that. So what does Jeremiah say in, in verse six? He said, uh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak because I'm a youth. So God comes and says, Jeremiah, here's your I am. And Jeremiah turns around and says, I am not. I cannot do that. I am not equipped. I am not able. I am not powerful enough. I am not whatever. And he just came up with an excuse, much like Moses did in Exodus 3. Remember, I think we, we read a little bit on this last week, but look at, look at Exodus chapter 3 and verse 10. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 10. God says this. Now, God is telling Moses his I amness. He says in verse 10, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. That's what Moses is, was designed to do. That's what he came to the planet to do. That was the main calling that was in the life of Moses was to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. That was woven into his DNA. He recognized it when he was a young man, but he got himself in, in trouble by by, uh, by killing the, the taskmaster, and he fled and went into the wilderness. He was there 40 years. God comes back and reminds him, says, okay, here's your I amness. So what does, what does Moses say? He says in verse 11 of chapter 3, Moses said, who am I 
that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out. He's saying, I am not able to do this. I, I am not. Who am I? Who am I? He questioned his I amness. Then we find in the next chapter, chapter 4 and verse 10, uh, Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So what happens so many times is that God shows us or God showed Jeremiah, showed Moses what their I amness was and they said, I am not. And God comes to us and he says, okay, here's the blueprint. Here's the plan for your life. We begin to see it, but we declare, I'm not. I am not able to do this. Our I am should agree. The I am that we declare that I am should agree with what he has said I am. See, I am not defines most people, even people that know grace, people that are, 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 have seen the, the revelation of the finished work of the cross, or they put an I am with what they don't want. I know people that are, that are hip deep in grace, that, that are seeing some marvelous truths, but you know what? I've heard him say, I am nervous. I am angry. I am upset. I am not going to forgive. That's attaching an I am to what you don't want. You know, our, our, our I am not or I am and then attaching what we don't want to I am. You know what it does? It creates a false identity. It makes us think that we're something that God says we're not. And we affirm the opposite of what the Father says I am is. So you can have knowledge of grace. You can have knowledge of, of a lot of different things and, and actually enjoy it, walk in it, but still not know what your I am is. All through scripture, God would appear to people and say, all right, here's the assignment. Here's the plan. This is what I've equipped you to do. And I need you to come into agreement with that. For example, in Luke chapter one, this is, this is a prime time example of, of how this should look and how this should, should work. Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter one, and let me, let me pick up with verse 26. Verse 26. Luke chapter one, verse 26. Now the sixth, the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come to her, the angel said, rejoice, highly favored one, for the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Now he's, he's kind of setting her up here. He's starting to say, okay, look, your I amness, you're, you're, you should be saying, I am blessed among women from this point forward. I want your I am to agree with the I am that I give you. <clears throat> and verse 28, and having come to the angel, said unto her, rejoice, highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Verse 29, but when she saw this, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Lord, what, what the heck is this about? Verse 30, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for I have, for you have found favor with God. Verse 31, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and she'll call his name Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God uh, will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. So right there from verse 26 to verse 33, God says, here's your I amness. Here's why you're placed on the planet. 
to give birth, to be the flesh mother of Jesus, the one that will inherit the throne of David, the one that will save his people, the one that will be the savior of the world. That's who you need to declare that your I am is. So in verse in, thir in verse 34, she says to the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? Now I want you to notice there, she did not say I am not. She didn't say, no, that's not me, I can't do this. She just said, I need some clarification. How's this gonna happen? So verse uh, uh, 35, he says to her, the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the house will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. All right, <clears throat> and then in verse 37, he gives some assurance and he says, for with God, nothing is impossible. So what does is, what is Mary say? Verse 38, the Mary said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. In other words, she's saying, okay, I am. I am, I am willing to accept what you're saying. So what, what happened here? Her agreement of who she was, who I am, came in agreement with what the Father declared over her. And as, as, soon as, as soon as she said, okay, be it unto me according to your word, okay, my I am is lining up with your I am, I'm gonna do this. I will, I am going to be that mother. As soon as, as, soon as her I am aligned with the angel's I am or the Father's I am through the angel, the angel departed. It's, and as soon as she said, be it unto me according to your word or I am, you know what? That baby was as good as born. That baby was conceived within her, and nine months later, she would give birth. Here's what I'm wanting to get across to you. Your I am of your life does not hinge, and it doesn't originate in your achievements. There wasn't anything Mary did to achieve that I am. There's nothing that Moses did. There's nothing that Jeremiah did, or Abraham, or David. The I amness of your life that makes you unique, to fulfill the blueprint of God does not come out of your achievements. It comes out of your blueprint. It originates and finds its fulfillment in not what you do. It finds its fulfillment in who you be. And I want you at the Digital Cathedral to know <clears throat> that you have a definite purpose in this life. Some of you may not feel that you do. I'm telling you, you have a definite purpose. That's your I am. And your I am needs to align with what the Father says you am. <laughs> Now, you can't do this out of your flesh. If you try to do it out of your flesh, it's not going to work. It's going to, it's going to create something that, that was never designed or was never part of the purpose of God. If you try through an external means to fulfill, you get a vision of what it is. Moses had a vision of what his I am was, and he tried to do it within himself, and he, and he killed the taskmaster. If you try to do it yourself, it will always fail. Listen, because your I am is bigger than your ability. If what you're sensing is not bigger than your ability, then you really haven't tapped into what the Father's plan is for you. I am will elude us if we try to make it happen. The achievement will become a thief and a robber to the genuine I am that the Father has designed for you. And it becomes a thief and a robber that climbs up some other way than through the door of the purpose of the Father. Now, I want you to listen to me very closely. Here's a huge clue. People ask me, say, I don't, I don't know what God's plan is for my life. I don't know what my purpose is. What they're really saying is, I don't know what I should say I am. I don't know what my I amness is. Now, here's a huge clue. Are you ready to listen to this? Here's a huge clue to your spirit-directed I amness. 
What is your deepest desire? Down deep inside, what is the one thing you feel you would like to do if you absolutely knew you could not fail? What would it be? That's a key to your I am. The Father placed that seed of desire within you. The Father placed that desire of interest within you. And just like Mary, when he put that seed within her and impregnated you, he's impregnated you with that desire of your heart. What the thing is that you would really like to do. Now, we find, we find a lot of reasons to fail, to feel that desire within us. And the feeling of the desire is extremely important. Your emotions come into this and you need to, you need to grab hold of that desire and feel that desire. Feel it taking place in your life. You know, the reality of that business that you would like to have started, but you've been a little bit, you've been afraid to, that you, this would make you really happy. Or that education, or that job, uh, you know, in your, in your corporation. You, we need to feel it, we need to see it within our mind. We need to feel it within our consciousness. You know, that guy that's sitting over to car dealerships, sitting over to Chevy dealership, been selling cars for, for 10 years, and he's sitting in that little cubicle and he's thinking, man, would I like to be a Chevy dealer? That, 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 that cook in the restaurant that's back in there cooking, been cooking for a while, and he says, boy, someday I would sure like to own a restaurant. I'd like to be the VP in my company in a corporate world, see? But I'm not able. I am not. I, 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 I'm not able. And that becomes the I am. And, and, and the I am not, the guy sitting in, in his cubicle in the Chevrolet dealership and he's, and he's thinking, I, I'm not wealthy. I'm not able to do that because I am, not, I am not one who has a lot of finances or I'm not educated or I'm not smart or I'm not experienced or I'm too old, I'm too young. Like Jeremiah said, I'm, I'm too young to do this. That becomes the thief and the robber of my I am of what I am. God, God didn't put a desire in that, in that car salesman's heart at the Chevrolet dealership to become a dealer. He didn't, the man didn't come up. God put, is the one to put that in there and, and put the seed in there. And we, but we've got to feel the reality of it in our spirit. We've got to picture what we want within our minds. I'm sure Moses saw himself going to Pharaoh and the steps he would go through and the process that would happen. What you carry in your mind drops seeds into your spirit. What's in your consciousness drops seeds into your subconscious. Maybe you'll understand it better that way. Or what comes out of your mind comes in. See, your, your, your spirit, your, your subconsciousness, it has no mind of its own. It will grow whatever's planted in there. If you say, I am fearful, I'm, I am filled with worry, I am depressed, and you, you put those seeds in there, I'm telling you what, your spirit, your subconsciousness will grow a great harvest of those things. What you carry into your mind drops seeds into your spirit. And as you agree to I am, whatever you want to fill the blank in, your spirit or your subconsciousness will do one of two things. It will grow it. It will either lead you to it or it will bring it to you. We've got to know that our I am is the door to the manifestation. And all of the things that we have said I am not to have become the thief and the robber of what the blueprint is that we have come to this earth to fulfill, which brings us the fulfillment, the best life that you could ever have. 
was to live out of the blueprint that the Father sent you here with. Christ is the revealer of that. He's the revealer of that. And he's asleep in the consciousness of most people. And what wakes up the Christ consciousness to the blueprint of the Father is affirming that I am in union with the perfecter of the Father's perfect plan for my life. The Father's perfect plan for my life, I need to say I am. And that comes into agreement with the I am that I am. That's what the Holy Spirit is called to do. The Holy Spirit is called along to walk beside you. He's the paraclete, the helper. He walks beside you to fulfill the desires of your heart. So your, 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 your behavior or what you manifest is highly influenced by the things you carry in your consciousness or, or your mind. If you assume, for example, that as Jesus is, so am I, or as Jesus is, I am, you know what that will do? It will begin to subtly change your behavior. And unconsciously, you begin to grow out of that consciousness that as he is, so am I, and those seeds drop in, all of a sudden your behavior begins to change until I am as he is in this present world. The principle that the Father has placed in all of us is reflected in himself, and it's reflected in Jesus when they said, I am that which I think I am. You really are. You are what you think you are. In the Old Testament, it was said like this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, the heart, what's dropped from the head into the heart, that grows and as, as you think in your heart, so you are. In the New Testament, I think it's a little more, uh, uh, I think it's stronger. In John 14, 20, Jesus said in that day, you'll know that I'm in the Father and you're in me and I'm in you. In other words, we have brought you into that perichoretic circle for family council. In that family council where we share secrets, the Father will lean over and tell you what your I amness is. Jesus will encourage you to walk it out. Every person is controlled by the thoughts they carry of who they are, of what their I amness is. The mental attitude determines a lot about the way we feel, determines a lot about how our body functions, the environment we live in. So here's what I'm, I'm getting across to you today. Even if you feel like, man, I'm in the middle of poverty, I look around and, 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 and this is not good, or I'm sick, or I'm sorrowful. See, that's the wrong profession. Begin to affirm, I'm rich. Begin to affirm, I am well. Begin to affirm, I am happy. Renew, renew your mind to that and stick with it until you know that you know I am. I've been exercising that in my life and I'm not gonna share with you this morning yet, I will in the weeks ahead, some things that I have created out of my I amness. I have come to see that that is a creative ability. And you have to hold that I amness in spite of what's pushing against you, battling in your head, telling you I am not. Moses had to overcome I am not. And he had to go in the strength of I am. Every man of God, every woman of God that has ever accomplished anything, and by accomplishing anything, I mean fulfilling your particular blueprint, has had, to, has had to overcome that pushback that comes from your mind that tells you, I am not. As soon as you say, I am, there will come a thought, I am not. 
And whichever thought you give precedence to is going to create a harvest out of which you live. That's the warfare. The warfare is a battle of supremacy of who rules the consciousness, over what seeds are planted into the subconsciousness, over what seeds come from the mind into the heart. Is the mind renewed? Is a renewed mind putting the seeds into the heart, into the ground, so that it can grow a harvest? The subconscious is the garden of production. Your heart is the garden of production. It's where the growth comes out of. It's where the manifestation takes place. And I can't tell you how long it's going to take to manifest. I can't tell you how long it's going to take to grow. I can't tell you how long it's going to take to appear. There are things right now that I am, I am believing. I am saying I am, and I'm convinced I am this. But I'm not seeing it right now. Manifest. But I'm telling you what, I'm convinced it will because I'm convinced I am. I'm not talking about name it and claim it. I'm not talking about blab it and grab it. I'm not talking about word of faith things that we, we did back in the 80s. I'm not, I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about the declaration of I am, which carries with it the power to create. When Jesus came to the earth, he, he, he proclaimed, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. All those proclamations of I am, you know what it did? It created the environment. It created the life that Jesus lived. And he manifested what he said, I am. When the Father, when the Father said, I am the healer, I am the provider, I am the shepherd, then he demonstrated it. But you notice that they first proclaimed their I amness. We're not proclaiming our I amness. We're proclaiming I am not. We're, we're, wanting, we're wanting something, but we're not willing to say, I am this with the conviction and the emotion and the persistency until we know that we are what we're saying we are because he has infused us with it. Can I just tell you that if God sent you here with a blueprint, then he has equipped you to fulfill it. He's empowered you to fulfill it. He's given you the personality and the temperament. That's what makes you so unique like a snowflake. Now, I know you can't control the things that happen to you in life, and life throws some curves at us. Life throws some tough, tough things. But the I am can walk through a crowd that wanted to kill him without even being noticed. Look at this. Mark chapter 6, verse 33. Mark, I'm sorry, John chapter 16, verse 33. John chapter 16 and verse 33. I want you to notice this verse. John chapter 16 and verse 33 says this, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So what did Jesus confess? He confessed, I'm a world overcomer. Now you have a choice. You can say, I am peace, or you can say, I'm a mess. He gave, you the, he gave you the option right here. He said, in me, you'll have peace. In the world, you have tribulation. So which of those two carries the most weight in your consciousness? Does the I am peace or I am a mess? I am filled with tribulation. You can't, you can't uh, avoid all the junk that's going to be thrown your way in life. Paul couldn't control being thrown into the back of the prison. But he did control, I am more than a conqueror. And because he was more than a conqueror, he knew his I amness. What came out of that 
was the jailer and his family being awakened to the truth of who they were in Christ. If Paul would have given up back in that jail and said, you know what, I'm a mess, I, I am a failure, I, I am uh, not doing anything what God wanted, I, I, he, never would have, he, never would have, he never would have accomplished in that situation what his I amness was. When Paul taught us I am a conqueror, it's because he taught you to say I'm a conqueror because he knew he was more than a conqueror. Joseph couldn't control his brothers in the Old Testament. Joseph couldn't control Potiphar's wife. He couldn't control the jailer. But what they all planned to destroy him, what they all planned to destroy Joseph and to disrupt his life, you know what Joseph said? He said, I am where I am because of all that I have come through. See, the I am will prevail. How you see your I amness, it will prevail. Without those bumps, Joseph was saying, without those bumps and without those blips on the screen, I would have never gotten to the place that I am. Joseph used all of those things to bring out the full potential of his I am when he answered the famine. Look at the scripture over in uh, Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50. And I want to look at verse 20. Genesis chapter 50. And, and here, here, was, here was Joseph's uh, confession of his I amness. Genesis chapter 50. I hope I'm getting through to you today. I'm challenging you about who you are. And I'm challenging you about being able to confess it and begin, begin not, just to, not just to confess it. See, we, we used to confess a lot of stuff. What I want you to grab hold of is that what you say you are, you, you need to emotionally feel it. It's got to it's gotta possess you. Not your I am not. Our, our I am not sometimes possess us way more. Joseph said in, in, in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, he said, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. So you know what Joseph was saying there? He was saying, I am has a purpose. I am the saving of many lives because of all I've come through. You remember when Joseph was a young man, he had a dream. God showed him his blueprint. God said, here's the blueprint. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what's going to happen. And Joseph held on to that. He held on to it through his brothers throwing him in a pit, selling him into slavery. He, he held on to it through Potiphar's wife, through, the, through all of the times he was in prison. He spent most of the time from the time he was 17 to his early 30s in prison, captive. How easy it is to give up on what, what I am supposed to do, what I feel my call is, what I feel my blueprint is, what I feel the Father has sent me to do. How easy it is to give up. The warfare comes in who has control of your mind. What, what's going to bring about the consciousness in your life? It's not that one day I will be an overcomer. It's that I am an overcomer. It's not that one day I'll be successful if everything works out right and everything comes together. It's I am successful. It's not I will have health. It's I am healthy. I am whole. I am perfection. See, your I am determines.
But you, the I am, I want to drive this home. The I am has got to come past mental ascent. It's just got to come past, it's got to get past just verbalization. It has to be what grips you, what, what, how emotionally strong you really feel it, how much in your mind you visualize what it is that he has planted within, within you. And how, how deeply I desire at leading this digital cathedral family, how much I desire to see the desires of your heart, the things you're really passionate about come into fulfillment. I know that some of you feel like you have a ministry, but it doesn't look like anything's materializing. You need to begin to confess, I am a teacher of many. I am called of God. I am an anointed one. I am carrying revelation that others need. That needs to be your I amness if that's the passion of your life. And you need then to, to see yourself in that place. You need to visualize it. You need to sit down and wonder, how would it feel if I'm sitting right there teaching people? I'm sitting in a home where there's 20 people and I'm, I'm, I'm sharing the revelations that the Father has given me. What would that feel like? How would, how, what kind of fulfillment would I get out of watching the light turn on in people's eyes? Whatever it is, owning that business, that position, that education, whatever, whatever is, is, is lighting your fire, that's a great clue as to what your blueprint is. Father didn't send you here to fulfill something you don't want to do. I remember growing up, man, I was so afraid that God was going to send me to Africa to be a missionary, <laughs> to be back there in the bush somewhere, you know, because to me, roughing it, really roughing it is black and white television, right? I, I'm not out into, I'm not into camping. I don't like to get out away from the conveniences. I like to take a hot shower when I want to. So I, I always thought, man, you know, if I really love God, I'm probably going to end up being a missionary out in Africa somewhere, a life that I don't want, that I don't like, that isn't, I'm not happy. That's probably going to make God happy if I'm unhappy. No, that's not how the Father works. The Father is bringing us some revelation on I am because we're gonna see in the weeks and the months ahead that the I am is a creator. You're, you were born to be a creator and you are creating the life that you're living by the declaration of who you are. That's why the Father said, I am, I am. And Jesus said, I am. And we looked at seven I am's last week that we could say, I am more than a conqueror. I am manifesting as a son. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, those I am's have got to grab hold of us. <clears throat> there are times that I sit and visualize because I feel what my call is. I know what my call is. I know what my I amness is. And there are times I just sit and I, I, I visualize, I let the feeling of it captivate me. I let the feeling of what that, that full I amness would be like. And that's what fuels the fire, see? It's not, it's not I will be someday. I, I am filled with life, see? I, the confession has got to be I am intelligent. I am sensitive to the spirit of truth. People say, I, I, I am not able to hear the voice of God. That's not, what this, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said his sheep hear his voice. So you need to begin to say, I am a hearer of the voice of God. I am a hearer of the voice of the good shepherd. You're creating a world that you, you live in. Do you understand that? That's what the I amness is. The only I there is, is I am that I am. And my I am is what I am. <laughs> So it's discovering what I am is, and it's different for all of us, a little bit different. But your I am is one with the one I am, 
and beside this, there is no other. All right? I think I'm going to stop right there. I think I have dropped a whole bunch on you today. Uh, I hope that you hope you're able to catch on to most of this. I want you to go back and review it, listen to it. We'll talk a little bit more about it on Wednesday night. But we'll, we'll continue with this next week because we're at a point in our spiritual development right now, all we've come through over the last, uh, last two, three, four years on the Digital Cathedral, we're at a place now where we, begin to, we need to begin to recognize who we are, what the blueprint, what the plan is, and how we begin to implement it. This is very practical stuff. I want us to be able to walk this out in daily life. And how we walk it out is beginning to recognize what I am and come into agreement with what the Father says you are. All right? God bless you. You have a wonderful week. Thank you for all that you do to keep together on the Digital Cathedral. We'll see you next Sunday morning, same time, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, for Secret Place on the Don Keithley Ministry page. If you're not a member of the Don Keithley Ministry page, come over and join Make sure you subscribe to this channel. You'll get notification every time we do a teaching. And make sure you give a comment or two at the end of the video. And if you're, you're more than free to share this on your page or in your group. I love you guys very much. You mean a lot to me. And this whole Digital Cathedral, I feel, is a real thing of God that he's using to move this message around the world. So we'll see you next time.